Welcome back to the WMMA Today podcast, uh, episode number 77 with Drake Riggs and I, Steve King, um, mild show, light, very light show. Today we have one recap, Rise and Trigger, the first Rise and Trigger event. A um, few mailbag questions, Drake, this week, um, and then just two fights to preview, uh, one Winter Warriors and then one UFC Vegas 44 preview. And then, of course, the Phantom Touch Breakdown, which is fun. I watched it earlier. I had a lot of fun watching it. As usual, Ghost is amazing at this shit. Um, he's so good, man. Enjoy him. Um, so, yeah, let's let's get it rolling, Drake, with the uh, Horizon Trigger First recap. Indeed. Let's get into it. Steve, we'll see if this episode is shorter than last week because I feel like the lineup definitely is, but uh, we'll see how long we can stretch it on out. But yes, Ryzen Trigger 1 went down this past weekend. Ryzen in the cage, as I was telling Steve off air. Very weird to see, but kind of cool. Still violent as always. And we had just one fight between the ladies and Momoka in her second fight with Ryzen, making history. She gets her first win as well. Unanimous decision against Miku. Steve, did you end up seeing this fight? Didn't sound like it from what we talked about. <laughs> no, i i saw the i saw the um, the the highlights or whatever. Yeah. Um, it looked like it was a good fight from what I saw. I mean, that's the thing with Momoka, right? I mean, obviously she doesn't have the prettiest record, almost yeah. five hundred, but she always brings it, and she's always at a size and disadvantage no matter who she's going against just four foot nine uh same case here against miku but miku this was just her sixth fight so dude, kind so of a tiny dude yeah 101 pounds obviously as you can see right there so um but uh yeah big experience difference here and in this fight honestly um it was fairly one-way traffic like miku put up a good fight i thought but mm -hmm. she was just kind of a step behind momoka the whole time and uh, the left hand from Momoka was like a magnet to uh, Miku's face every time she came in. Just not too great a defense, as you can see, was bloodied up there a bit. Some very yeah. good combinations from Momoka, and she she brought. That's what I love about her is she goes into the third round and she's clearly up. At least in my opinion, it was pretty clear that she was winning the, the first half of the fight, and then in the third round she comes out hot, like she's going for the finish, even though pretty comfortable lead. And, uh, you know, continues to pour it on. Miku doesn't quite get the finish, but she dropped her a couple times. So, um, yeah, very good performance from her. And, uh, you know, I think Miku will be back. She was in there the whole time and kept fighting. But yeah. uh, this was just kind of um, too big of an experience difference, I think. And Momoka really showed her that and was a step ahead, like I said. But it was definitely fun. I definitely recommend you guys to check it out if you did not see it, uh, whether it is this fight from Momoka or the Rena Panchan one, which even though she lost as I said, always puts up a good showing. So she did so again here, and uh, you love to see it. Feel very happy for her because she had kind of gone on a rough losing streak. So what a way to do it in the cage. And uh, yeah. Oh, so Rain's asking if, if it's on if it's on YouTube yet. I haven't even looked. Is it? Have they no, put it, it up yet? Uh, I don't I don't think so. Yeah, I was uh, I still had the the stream, so I watched it the day after or whatever. But um, yeah, they'll right. be up soon, I'm sure. So yeah, it only takes a few days and it just happened what on Friday, Saturday, Saturday morning. Yes. And I for some reason, I think because I didn't catch this one live, but I think it started at about 4 a.m. our time, Steve. That seems wrong, but that's what like the countdown said. And I was like, 
don't know. <laughs> but either way, uh, I did not catch it live. But yes, you should definitely check this one out when you get the chance. Um, yeah. Centro asking, uh, and good to see you, sir. He says, Rise and Trigger, how do we watch? Forgive my out of the loop tendencies. No, it's all good. Uh, same way as the regular Rise and events. It's on yeah, live now. Yeah, it pretty damn easy. Yeah, once you watch one event, I mean, that's how you watch all of them. Yeah, except for Landmark, which appears to be stuck on you next, which is well, a bummer. True. But that's true, Landmark. Yeah, yeah, we can't so. even watch the Landmark. Yeah, so the workaround though for that, Steve, which is hoops, I admit it is jumping through hoops. But if you get a VPN and then subscribe yeah. to you next, of course, exactly. That way, that's but. that's the way that we would that we would be able to watch it is through a VPN. Um, and I mean, if you don't have a VPN, you you should get a VPN anyway. You know, especially if you're like most of the people who are on in this chat are illegal streamers, you know, <laughs> or if you travel a lot, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but but hey, I'm I'm not about to <laughs> about to shill out here for uh, Unix or Ryzen or anything. But if you think about it, it's only like eight to twelve bucks a month. And then you get more than Ryzen. You get like HBO and other shows, too. So that's uh, true. I mean, it seems worth it to me, if, especially if you want that good old Rise and Landmark, which we'll get more of too. But uh, yes, intro, everything else though, under live now, and then they upload them to YouTube very shortly after. So look forward to the Trigger event being uh, on there soon as well. Um, and Jimmy asked, Momoka, did she lose to Panchan and Reyna at some point? Never fought Reyna, but uh, yeah, Panchan was the first Ryzen kickboxing fight uh, in history, and that was at Ryzen 30 a couple months ago. So yeah um yeah so ruse here as well says love this show only show that no nonsense wma talk appreciate it and james giving us a big flattering comment here as well where he says most wma shows are passionate about the sport but this is the only channel that is passionate with a high degree of technical analysis not shown in other wma channels hashtag wma today my goodness appreciate you sir yeah uh, and she sure. says good to see me looking fresh well you know it was just that time just that time it had been a good while since we uh changed things up and i also shaved the sides of uh, the hair on top too. So yes, very fresh for the winter season, a little bit counterproductive, but you know, that's how we do it. So, all right. Uh, Jimmy also asks, how does the cage affect kickboxing matches like this one? Honestly, it, I, it didn't really seem to here. Um, like I, I don't think they went and even touched the cage a single time in this fight. Um, yeah, so it was pretty much fighting. You know how if you, uh, in that picture, like you can see the black line, there's like the octagon inside the octagon, yeah. you know, and, and how they always talk about it that way. And that's where they have to start behind that when the referee starts and everything. Um, yeah. yeah, they were pretty much in the center of the, this whole entire fight. Maybe there was a moment where they got close to it. But um, yeah, it, it really, it didn't affect it much here whatsoever. Whereas in the ring, like sometimes, you know, we'll see them go into the corners or whatever. But uh, I don't know if it was just a case of how these two fought each other or... I don't know, kickboxing in this ring. Uh, it was Momoka's first time fighting in a cage, and I'm sure it was Mika's as well because she has less experience. So, yeah, didn't seem to be too much of a problem. Um, so, yeah. That was Ryzen Trigger. As we said, just one fight out of, what, 14 or so? Um, yeah. It was uh, yeah. A good event, I guess. I didn't watch it, but it seemed like a really good event. A lot of finishes. Oh, yeah. Rising rules in a cage. Can't go wrong. Plenty of soccer kicks and stomps. And yeah. apparently people are complaining, but what are you going to do? That's what we want. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Complain. 
Yeah, indeed. And uh, real quick, before we advance through the show, Ghost, I, I sent you a DM about the the Phantom Punch breakdown. Please check that at your soonest convenience, sir. Um, all right, let's get into the mailbag, Steve, which is kind of all over the place today. We got, I think, four different things. But uh, yeah, good stuff indeed. We'll start off here with our boy, Alexander, who... He actually dropped this in last week's mailbag for me in my DMs, but I forgot to include it. My apologies, sir. Uh, and it's because I didn't really have an answer, I think, is why I kind of forgot about it. But Alex is asking, where is Invicta? Where the fuck is it? Well, it's on the silver screen. It's in Bruised. <laughs> so, right? That's, a, that's yeah. where they've been recently. Oh, um, shit. I know. I was... I was meaning to ask around, but I just have not gotten around to it yet, Alexander. But yes, I'm very curious what is going on with Invicta 2, especially since, um, you know, people yeah. were kind of an anticipating an event around this time, specifically the Del Boney and Zapatella rematch was supposed to be, at least. It doesn't seem like we're going to get one before the end of the year. I mean, we're, we're two days away from December now. We're not going to get an Invicta yeah. fight by the end of the year. Unless if they do something, I mean, in three, three, three weeks time, I just don't see it happening though. Yeah. Not looking great right now. Very unfortunate. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I still have to get to the bottom of this Alexander, but, uh, yeah, I know more Invicta would be nice, especially, I know a lot of people have been confused with, you know, the timing of this new deal with, yeah, uh, exactly. they have access and all that. Yeah, they have a TV station, you know, that is that caters to to fighting. Um, and then they, and then they, their last one was a pay per view. Like, they're not even using that streaming service or that TV channel or whatever. It's, it, it's weird, man. It's weird. I don't get it. You would think that they would want to push out one last event for the year, even if it's not a champion, even if there's no champions on the on the card, they can make a five fight card very easily. Oh yeah, oh yeah, would not be a problem whatsoever. So, um, yeah, hopefully January at the latest, right at this point, because I mean, dude, I, I, I can't even remember what the the tournament was. The last event, wasn't it? Jeez. Yeah, that's no good. That is no good. So yeah. I have to wait for Invicta. But yeah, it's I don't understand. Yep. But anyway, as we continue on here, all right, we got a couple from Sammy again and a lot less ridiculous than last time. I appreciate you, yeah, Sammy. But uh we'll start out with Scott's here just because I actually did look for this as he was asking. Uh, he says, Hey guys, it's a little off topic, but since Drake just interviewed hands of stone, John Lineker, check it out. Shameless plug. Uh, can you tell me the name slash artist of his walkout song for his fight with Troy, uh, Worthen at one on TNT, please. It was so good. And I want to add it to my playlist. I love the show. Thank you, Scott so much. So, um, I think that was kind of all he said there as we look at the other part he said just to be certain i had to walk out on his dvr listen to it many times he just can't find the answer to it so i looked scott earlier today and trying to uh you know rewatch the fight but none of the none videos of i found had the walkout <laughs> you know like they didn't show the walkout uh because in that case i was just going to go shazam it for you <laughs> and see right. what it was. exactly what i was thinking it was i was i would just shazam and 
yeah, none of the videos have the walkouts. It goes straight to the fight. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe directly on Bleacher Report. I only looked at YouTube, but I don't know. Yeah, so uh, I would suggest that though, Scott, if you <laughs> you can find a way to you know find the walkout again, and if it's on your DVR still, dude, you go do that um, right. Go get it. Oh, yeah, it's on the DVR. <laughs> Shazam, use Shazam, or or even if you have a uh, if you have an an iPhone, you can say Siri, what's this song? Right. Just play it really loudly. Siri, what is this song? And it'll tell you hopefully. But Shazam yeah. works. Yeah. Um, and Ghost, I see your comment there. Uh, still having it's still not working. Oh, uh, Scott said he deleted it. Wish I didn't. Oh, uh, damn. damn. Damn, that sucks. <laughs> well, I could still ask around for you, buddy. No worries. But yeah, we tried. We definitely tried for you, Scott. Yeah. Um, I, and, honestly, I saw I saw the fight and everything. I mean, watch the event, but I I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember his is. his walkout. Must have been damn good though. Yeah, was it a good song or what, Scott? Was it? What was it? What? <laughs> He's going through this much trouble. I think it's got to be good. <laughs> yeah. What type of song was it? Uh, all right. Well, we tried. We tried. We'll get to the bottom of this. Hopefully, he comes out to it again for the Fernandez fight. Oh yeah, he's fighting soon. Anyway. Yep. All right. So, I got two here from Samuel. We'll start with this one since I think it came in first. And he asks, generally, with the women, fighters don't have explosive power in their hands unless you're on Drage and rely on the head and arm throw for takedowns. What types of techniques would you have women focus on besides the inside low kick, Ghost, <laughs> to help them get more stoppages? So, I think he adds, also besides elbows. Um, how do we feel about this, Steve? I feel like there's a decent amount of finishes. I, that's not been a myth, necessarily, because I know the stats will support it especially the lighter you get in weight classes. But um, I don't know, initial thoughts in reaction to uh, the question there. I, yeah, I, I feel like we see stop, we see enough stoppages in the women's fights. But I, I mean, I guess just go for a takedown and get on top of them and try to get a finish in with ground and pounder in uh, some kind of submission. Yeah, and he mentions the head and arm throw there um, for takedowns, which, well, is if you remember, Serena Southpaw said talked about that actually, um, and she said, yeah, she would like she would like to see less of that <laughs> from the women. Yeah, I mean it's just kind of an easy easier position, I suppose, um, and. Well, what I, I wouldn't necessarily say that they rely on it, uh, Sammy. It's just maybe, like I said, easier to fall into, maybe sometimes literally. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think we saw it a little bit more early on, and not even it, then. If you really, it, these women are really technical now. Like, I mean, it. <laughs> It's the the women's fighting has evolved so much. They're really good guys. Like they're phenomenal fucking fighters. They've evolved a lot. It's it's not the women of the early two thousands anymore. Yeah, and uh, what I was getting at though was like, I think if you um, 
look at fights before Ronda, which there's plenty. There is plenty. I feel like you actually will not see the head and arm throw done too much. I think it was just kind of the wave of styles, like what Ronda presented. And, you know, obviously Randa Marcos kind of came in there a little bit. Um, And these fighters who kind of had more grappling, maybe stronger backgrounds would utilize them a bit more. But really, I, I don't think it was as common as it kind of got blown up to be because we saw Ronda kind of do it and finished, you know, in I those positions a lot. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's what she did. Yeah. So you, I think we definitely do see it more than we see in men's fights, but um, yeah, I, I don't know if I'd ever say it was something that many people have relied on. I don't know. I mean, you don't that. see, you don't see Misha Tate going for a, a, well, she's a wrestler, Steve. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I mean, Holly Holm, she's a striker. She doesn't do it. And she didn't, she didn't, she was a striker. She's a kickboxer. A kickboxer, boxer. She didn't, she never did that shit. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Um, so ghost, ghost, yes. Yep. First off, Sammy, there are no finishing techniques that will shut someone's lights off. Finishes come from a space of opportunity and context. And I'm assuming he's still writing. Oh, there it is. <laughs> but if we talk about techniques that cause could could cause damage, it's probably Panchin's front kick to the triangle kick that move sits women down in kickboxing. Yeah. Well, you heard it there. You heard it there. So, um, yeah. I mean, I think I'll sum that up pretty well. Um, yeah. And, and again, it, I always look back at this too, and I don't know how. He's still going. Is he still? How could you? Know? <laughs> but if we talk about techniques that could cause damage, oh no, that's the same one. one. <laughs> it came up twice online. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of a thing with everybody as well. Sammy, like killer instinct is something I always highlight in all fighters that you won't always have with all fighters. You know, if somebody can have it and the other might not be as good of a finisher, just naturally to seek out the opportunities. Maybe that's a fight IQ thing. Maybe it's just a little bit of extra crazy, but, um, some just, you know, find those moments and go for it a little bit more than others. So what, to do to work on that well i think it kind of comes down to who they're training around and the environment and all that kind of thing as well but um yeah definitely ghost giving a good uh response there as well so yeah all right so for sammy's other bit he says in mma and with the women as well he says king great at game planning and good strategy and tactics beat someone who is very fast, explosive, and strong. Can you give some examples? Um, absolutely. I think, you know, th- my mind immediately goes to Stipe Francis one, right? I mean, is that that's a pretty damn good example of very smart game plan by Stipe um, to overcome the guy yeah. who is obviously much more explosive and stronger uh, to out-wrestle him. And, of course, he had to survive a little bit. But even look at Stipe versus Mark Hunt, you know, like that was another good one. Even though I wouldn't say maybe Hunt was faster, but definitely more explosive. 
strength. Don't know about that either. Probably pretty even, but um, there are a lot of good examples of that. And if you look at even, I, I suppose you could look at Valentina and Andrade, as you mentioned Andrade earlier, who um, I, I don't know if I'd say, yeah, Andrade isn't faster than Valentina either, but more explosive. I think that's probably safe to say stronger. Well, we saw that that wasn't the case, but on paper, it looked like it could have been. And uh, Valentina fought her at her own fight a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, I think that that's, that's absolutely true, uh, Sammy, that, you know, game planning, strategy, the right tactics and all that. It's all about, you know, timing and um, just effectiveness of the overall techniques to beat those natural, maybe more natural attributes that you're mentioning there in speed explosivity and uh strength so uh oh ghost with a perfect example as well israel adesanya paulo costa i mean that's a very good one um so yeah there's plenty there are plenty to look at especially more recently i feel like um so yeah any examples you got steve no other than i was thinking adesanya and costa yeah that's definitely a very good one yeah Oh, and Jimmy giving Sammy some props today. There we go. No shenanigans <laughs> this time in the mailbag. Uh, you love to see it. So, all right. Well, that's the mailbag, Steve. And so, with that in mind, we are already getting to the preview, you guys. So, if you want the show to go a little bit longer than an hour or maybe 45 minutes today, uh, <laughs> Ask away because we are very light, and give it looks us, like we give us examples, give us, give us things to talk about for the end for the end of the year show. Yes, since uh, you guys are all here, list them for us, and I'll type them into my yeah, phone as you guys say what you want us to put on the end of the year show for awards and whatnot. Indeed. As we're having technical difficulties with the fan of punch breakdown as well, which is oh. gonna make this even shorter. So is um, it up is it up coming up? Where he's getting it's what? getting copyright issues, so oh. it doesn't look great right now. Um fucking bummer. Yes, but who's well, hold on actually? Who the copyright DMCA from on YouTube? Yes, from UFC? Those fucking bastards. But he linked it to me. <laughs> he linked it. We might, we might be in luck here because I do have it on Google Drive still. So let's see if I can get this to work real quick before we get into the preview. All right, we're good. Never mind, guys. False alarm. I got it, uh, Ghost. Don't worry. The day is saved. <laughs> the day is saved for now. Uh, just a little Maybe bit we should put him on a drive from now on. I know. Like, we, we've been talking about that. Um yeah, it, it flows a lot a lot nicer that way anyway. But um yeah, because yeah, this this one's a doozy though, so we gotta show gone, this one. That time that you yeah. were gone, I couldn't get mine to load at all. Right. Like it it kept like doing the buffering thing, and I was like, dude, it's not my internet. Obviously, it's not my internet, you know. Yeah, yeah. Centro with a sigh of relief saying, Whoo, yeah, don't worry. This one I think is this has to be our biggest uh biggest one so far, Steve. Um, I think it's it's a really good one. I watched the whole thing that the that day that he sent it to us. Um I watched it because I was 
I don't know. I guess he got he caught me at a, at the right time. I guess, and I watched it, and it's really good. It's a long one, actually. Yeah, nearly twenty minutes. So get ready yeah. for that, everybody. Um, and Go says we talk about strategy and tactics a lot, but ninety percent of fighting is just being in shape and toughness. It's the last ten percent where, at the elite level, where tactics and strategy is important. Hard to disagree. Uh, James says Wayley Andrade is an example of timing over strength. That is true. Um, and especially explosiveness and speed the way that Andrade came at her. My goodness. Um, <laughs> Sintro says, I would have lost my mind if no Phantom Punch. Don't worry. We, <laughs> we got it under control. Uh, Y'all should be kissing my ass now. No, I'm just kidding. Um, stamina. Here we go. He's got Fight of the Year, of course, mandatory. Raspberry Dud Fight of the Year. That's always a good one. Um, Fighter of the Year, yes. Best Performance, okay. Most Declined Fighter, eh, might be a, a little too negative there, but we'll look into it. Most Improved, that's good. Best Finish, okay, okay. Technical Turnaround of the Year, says Rain, that's a good one. Worst Game Plan <laughs> from both Jimmy and Jin. Yeah, at the same time. <clears throat> okay, yeah. Are they the same, same person? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scott asks, what do we think of Bruised? Steve, I have not watched it yet, but I will get around to it. No, I haven't watched it either. I want to. I mean... It's on Netflix, I, right? I don't know. Is it on Netflix? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Oh, That's yeah. Then I'll for sure watch it at some point. But, Ooh. yeah, no, not yet. Sounds like it was pretty uh, pretty decent, though. Yeah, I, I've seen, like, like some lists. Yeah, I've seen some lists of people saying top three, you know, it's it's in that mix with Warrior. Uh, here comes the boom. It's the best one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, oh, boy. We got best technique of the year from Rue. Most violent fighter of the year, says Scott. That's a good one. Uh, most violent finish. Um, yes. And Stamina says, it being on Netflix equals no sense of urgency. <laughs> uh, as Ghost says, bruised. Rue, there's your fan of punch breakdown of Valentina. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> All right. Plenty of good suggestions, though, right there. So we'll definitely get on to those when we can. But before then, once you're all done there, Steve, we will get to one Winter Warriors taking place this Friday, December 3rd, wherever you are in the world. Um, as we have most use technique coming from Jimmy, that one will be hard to narrow down. Uh, best walkout of the year, says Scott. Well, of course, <laughs> of course, got to get that one in there. Yeah, Scott's um, all about the walkouts, I think. Yeah. But anyway, we have the conclusion Finally. of the one Adam Way Grand Prix that is falling into shambles <laughs> it's just good to yeah. get it out of the way <laughs> it's been highs and lows with this thing man an absolute nightmare um <laughs> as, as scott adds comeback fighter and comeback fight of the year yes always good as well um why don't we pick the best fan of punch of the year huh why don't we pick the best breakdown <laughs> well, i mean the, the narrow one down that's too difficult isn't it well, <laughs> well, no, that's, I, that's a vote for you guys actually you can decide that among yourselves yeah i actually have a favorite uh it's tough it's tough i really loved last week's i really did um the ayaka ones i think stand out a yeah, lot the ayaka ones are really good yeah so 
Two Iowa ones, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two of them. Yeah. But <laughs> let me tell you, this one is really good. Yeah, we still got to wait to see what happens at the end of this one. <laughs> Jimmy's says best fan of punch. Yeah, that's a that's like a poll question or one of those brackets. We'll have to find some bracket generator and do a tournament for the best one. Oh yeah, uh, you can do that. Yeah, indeed. But anyway, this week, you guys, let's talk about Stamp versus Ritu. They ended up making it to the finals. At least Stamp was an original. Ritu was supposed to be, and then she lost in a stupid fight that shouldn't have happened. And then they put her back in because <laughs> India. So now here we are. They made it. They're taking on each other for a chance to fight Angela Lee. At least they've been able to make this happen pretty quickly after all the nonsense. Um, And, you know, still have this happen by the end of the year because uh, it was not looking like it there for a minute. Um, so Rue says best slash worst use of question of the year. <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> so you want us to put people on blast. That's a low blow right there. Uh, <laughs> Scott says best and worst post by celebration and interview of the year. I like the interview one, of course. Um, but yeah, those are solid. So stamp versus Ritu, Steve, how are we feeling about it? Well, um, now that we're here. I, if Ritu gets stamped down, which she will, it it can end very quickly. Stamp is obviously not a ground fighter. She's a Muay Thai fighter. She's a striker, right? If Ritu, which she probably will, get stamped down, it's a wrap, man. She's she's a mauler. She's kind of like. Habib, Tatiana Suarez type of, of a fighter. Once she's on top of top, just not as good. Just not as good. Yeah, still still a good ways away from, yeah. <laughs> from those two. But like that type, though, that type of fighter. That trajectory, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> Robbery of the year says Jimmy real quick. That's definitely a good one, and I probably agree with that. Um, flagrant shenanigans of the year <laughs> these are hilarious um yeah i mean so i literally just rewatched both of their fights uh in the semifinals earlier today yeah. um so that was the awesome fight for ritu and then stamp beating julie mezzabarba and i think what stood out to me most was probably if i was going to pick a fight mezzabarba versus stamp um where i thought that julie actually did really well in that fight a commentary was insanely biased towards stamp i don't know if you guys remember or if you watched that one but if you did uh mitch chilson was all over stamp in that one saying she was dominating like as she's getting hit and taken down i was like what are you talking about man so that's the thing to look at right is julia mezzabarba got a pretty high amplitude takedown on stamp and got her down fairly easily in the second round which that's not a good thing if Julie can do that and you're about to take on oh, Ritu. It's a wrap, dude. Yeah. Now, Stamp did. She did sweep Julie after that and get into Mount, which was very impressive. But that was Julie and not Ritu, who has the wrestling in her back pocket. And yes, uh, Julie does have some jujitsu in her back pocket. But, I mean, this is Ritu's wrestling we're talking about here. Um, and on the feet against Olsen, which it wasn't really on there too much. Um. You know, Ritu looked good. It was mostly in the, the first half of the first round, I would say. But then she just kind of took over from there and 
had her on the ground and Olsen was very active and squirmy kind of from the bottom was able to keep Ritu I think from doing too much or that much damage with her punches but she landed a lot of good knees on the ground and got her in some bad positions um will Stan be able to do the same I don't know but I think she's gonna get put on her back Steve especially because we've seen yeah. in each of Stamp's last so many fights she's gotten taken down by practically everybody and Ritu is going to do that. It's going to do that. If that's the case, she's going to have to really have worked on her takedown defense and the amount of time, which is not much between these last two fights. I don't think is going to be enough for her to make drastic improvements. She can whip up submissions. Sure. Um, I mean, they both can, but I just think that if stamp does not finish her, she's probably going to lose this fight because Ritu is going to be the one controlling the fight no, no matter what i think i'd be surprised if she doesn't um manage to do that so whether it's a submission or a knockout i think stamp is going to need a finish in this one but yeah. um i i think ritu is is gonna have her way for the most part i think it should look look the same because she's not gonna veer away from what has gotten her to the dance i don't think so i think ritu is gonna, not gonna she's smart. take the decision yeah i mean she's gotten this far with the same the same way of fighting and she hasn't changed anything at all through the whole tournament non-tournament fights that we saw from her this this past year um yeah she needs she needs to just just stay the path man and she'll she'll end up fighting for the for the title and that's a massive guys that's a massive fight for india for yeah. india ritu and angela lee my goodness that yeah. would be something but yeah, this is uh, I think this is a tough one for Stamp, especially with you know her Muay Thai style and just the the fact that she likes to throw so many kicks. Like that's gonna present openings for you know her to Dude, get that's, caught. And that's literally it. That's <laughs> I mean she 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 kicks a, a hell of a lot. So I mean of course Ritu is gonna catch one and fucking take her down. Of course that's gonna happen at least at least one time in the fight. Yeah, I mean, what again, the, even what's Julie. The does what's the over under on that? Like, how many times does Ritu catch catch a leg and take her down? Ah, <laughs> uh, I think I think she'll probably okay. two and a half. That sounds good. That's good. I think she'll probably stop a bit, you know, after it happens after so many times. One? Yeah, yeah. After the first one, if she Hopefully. if she gets up from it, right? Yeah, right. So I just think it's a tough one for her. So yeah, I got Ritu in this one. What is your official pick, Steve? Oh dude, I'm going Ritu. I've Ooh. dude, I've ridden Ritu the whole way. I ain't, I ain't fucking backing out now. I want this woman to be the champion, dude. <laughs> all about the wrestling. <laughs> I'm all about it. You know, I mean you guys know that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. You? And um, you yeah, yeah, I got read too as well. Right. I don't think she'll finish it, but uh, I think she'll get the decision. Uh, she's um, finish, man. She has to finish. Yeah, it's possible. And uh, Ghost says, or if Stamp is smart, just let Ritu take her down and get back up like Grundy versus Evelyn. <laughs> Easier said than done, sir. Yeah, that ain't, <laughs> that ain't fucking easy, man. It's not easy when you got when you got a wrestler on top of you who knows how to. Who know, knows how to use their weight and use it the right way? It's so interesting to me too. Like rewatching the uh, the Ritu and Gentleman fight was uh, 
Mm-hmm. I just don't understand like why one doesn't allow up kicks because there was an illegal like two of them I think that Olsen landed at the end of the second round. It's like yeah. well you allow knees on the ground. Like what are we doing here, one? Where yeah, are the up kicks at? There's really no difference. I mean knees are knees are they're worse than the up kick is. I mean, look what happened to Reyna last week. Yeah. So but yeah, that is the Adamway Grand Prix Finals, Stamp versus Ritu for a chance to fight Angela Lee. Oh my goodness, can't wait to just see her back again. I wonder how soon they will try and make that after. They do it like fight. January, February, right? February, maybe March. Yeah, it's not gonna happen in January. I don't know why I said that one. Um, yeah, unless it was like the very end. Probably that's still there. a little bit quick, depending on depending on Ritu. But I mean, she she's gotten in there fairly fast after fights. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, what she had the um, um, I f- forget who was before the B fight, but yeah, I mean, the kind of this whole she's been very active, obviously. Yeah, but the thing about year. that Drake was we didn't know exactly when. Those fights happen. That's yeah. also true. That is also true. <laughs> a little bit of funny business. Yeah. But either way, I'm just ready to put this thing behind us because it has not been easy to get here. Like it was. Remember when we were like all about it at the very beginning when they when one came it looked out? great at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, we we were like, holy shit! An Adam Way tournament goes on to fight Lee and all that and all that, and then dude, it just it just took a fumble. Yeah, that was dive. down. <laughs> Man, that was uh, sad. Oh, and we got a trigger for the Kana bat signal. Kana army is out because Stamina mentioned Loretta. <laughs> we got in Kana, I stand banners afloat, as you may say. Um, hopefully, we can see Kana back soon as well. Um, indeed, that'd be great. But all right, so you guys mentioned. Cheyenne Bays, who no longer exists, <laughs> is Cheyenne Blismas once again. Yeah. Um, for I actually re- asked Drake about that earlier, and I was like, what the fuck? I was, I was just looking at Tapology earlier, and then I saw her name change, and I was like, what? What, what happened? And But of course, I mean, obviously, you can put, you can put the puzzle together. You guys are smart. Something happened, right? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know anything about it, but we just know that there's a name change, I guess. Can only speculate. Yeah. (sighs) And Jin says one should have just copied the Invicta tournament format. Well, you know, one can't. uh, They have to be the originators of everything. So the best Atomway Grand Prix in women's history is no longer arguable and they said that in the semifinals still even after all the nonsense so gotta love it but anyway let's get through this one because i know you guys are just dying to talk about Vlismas versus mallory martin which is the only fight unfortunately at ufc vegas 44 this saturday night um great main event rob font and jose aldo but um my god jose aldo Oh, dude. yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna I can't be believe stuff. this isn't a pay-per-view fight. 
I can't believe they didn't put that on the on the um, the year-ending pay-per-view. I'm not mad at it, man, because we get five no. rounds this way. No, yeah, neither am I. I'm I'm perfectly fine with it. But I, I mean, this is this is a huge fight, guys. Like this, this is a big fight for. I mean, one of them can get a title title shot after after this. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Aldo might be in a little bit of no man's land, unfortunately. You know, with you the, never uh, know with the UFC, though, man. Uh, you yeah. never know. If Aldo, if Aldo wins in a great way, they're gonna be like, "All right, Aldo's back. Fuck yeah, we're 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 putting that guy in." You know what I mean? Like <laughs> they they will be all about Aldo. And then the same goes for Font. If Font knocks Aldo out, then they're gonna be like, "All right, that's the guy right there." Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. So we will find out about that this weekend. And uh, before we get into this fight, stamina with a very good point as his missed opportunity of the year goes to Invicta for not capitalizing at all on the release of bruised by not having any events or tie-ins no promotion at all. Comically bad decision on their part. Yeah. That would have uh, definitely helped. It's to so weird. Like this is, this is what Drake and, or what we were talking about earlier it's just i don't understand like i don't i don't know what's going on like i don't get it i don't get it yeah very odd but uh scott says yes big fight love aldo but font's tough especially at five rounds but no mistake aldo is the man yeah i think five probably helps aldo honestly um, i think five five helps aldo aldo's a champion he's been there he's been in those those wars five round wars oh yeah some instant classics. The Chad Mendez fight, of course, comes to mind. Oh, the Frankie fights. Yeah. And Go says, such a great card. And Martin and Velisma somehow snuck their way in like Jean Vellante and Chris Barnett. <laughs> uh, hey, now. Cuddly Bear, though. He's not cuddly. Huggy Bear. <laughs> Chris Thank Barnett. <laughs> He's a good time. Um, and I'm not reading that comment, Jimmy. <laughs> I see you. I see you. But, um uh scott says was was the selling of invicta just a cash grab wiley fight pass it was great no not necessarily i think this is they must still be going through like the transition period i trust shannon to have something coming here for the next year you know because i mean she said she wanted to have 20 you know yeah so maybe it's kind of all right we'll ramp it up here once the new year and that's hopefully hopefully anyway but um that's the idea is you know, all that great stuff going forward. So, yeah. And Carrie is hyped and excited for this fight. Glad to see it. Welcome, and Carrie. Thanks for tuning in. Um, all right. So, let's talk about it, Steve. Let's get out of the way. Martin versus Cheyenne Vlismas. How do you feel about it? I think that it's fairly interesting in regards to, I have trouble kind of seeing how it will go. I favor Cheyenne. Just because, as we've seen specifically in Mallory's UFC run so far, her fight IQ has just been very poor. It's yeah, been not great in these last uh, these last three. I mean, first fight was against Verna. Verna just Verna on her, which is going to happen. The yeah. Hannah Cyphers win. She got dropped and almost finished by Hannah Cyphers. Was able it's to rally a great comeback, but she, um, she could be Owen. She could be Owen three. Owen in the UFC had she not had that comeback. 
Yeah. And then nine months ago already, uh, the Viana loss by submission armbar. I mean, played on the ground with Viana. We knew that was not a good idea. That was just a terrible matchup for her. I remember talking about that going in. Um, it was going to be tough for This isn't how we saw Mallory Martin do her career in the UFC. This isn't how we saw it. Like, it's just, it hasn't been good at all. Like, she's not, she's not that fiery fighter that she was in Invicta. Well, I, I think it was too soon for her, honestly. And um, I don't, I don't know if we've I'm... seen, we've seen that a lot actually with a lot of these Invicta fighters coming up or even contender fighters. Yeah, it's just too soon. It's, I mean, there's there like they say, there's levels to this shit. There's literally levels to the, between the UFC and other promotions. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, some people are ready for it. Some aren't quite. And I mean, the same case could be argued for Cheyenne, but um, I, we have yet to see it as much, I think, as with Mallory. Um, just in comparison to those last two fights in particular, yes, I uh, got beat up pretty good by Montserrat. And then yeah. after that really was... I hate to say that, you know, knockouts or anything like that are lucky necessarily, but I mean, the Gloria Apollo one was about <laughs> one of the luckier knockouts that you will see just because Gloria completely decided not to block her face when she stood up and just <laughs> terrible timing. It was just very bad on Gloria Apollo's part, obviously. That was and a she, great knockout. Yes, it was very, very nice, but yeah. Yeah, really that's, that, that's definitely yeah. a rare situation for the like, wrong you reasons. Guys can not like Cheyenne for your reasons, and and I mean it's fair. You can like who you want and dislike who you want, but can't say that that knockout wasn't good. Like it was a really good knockout. Yep. And Ghost says, serious note, the fighter who is toughest and in the best shape will win this fight, regardless of how much Martin trains with Nama Yunus. Yeah, that has not seemed to help her too much. But as I did say last time, we, yeah, yeah. yeah. last time I mean, we, uh, be by Hannah Cyphers for God's sake. You guys know how I feel about Hannah Cyphers. <laughs> last time uh, we mentioned her training with, uh, Nama Yunus and I think other people training with champions like that and such. Um, I kind of, you know, feel that the more time with somebody like that, the better you'll be after that time. So maybe she'll show us some new wrinkles having had this much time. And I, again, I did not realize that that Viana loss was actually nine months ago already. So that is a decent amount of time, depending on how much she's been training with Rose. Obviously Rose doing her own thing lately, but yeah, it's, it's a time thing, I think in that regard, but from what we've seen, obviously has not mattered too much. Um, Jin, yeah, he says Gloria DePaula decided to get up at the wrong time, a hundred percent. And Jimmy says that KO is not as impressive as Dakota's head kick. Well, few things are. That was also a great fan of Punch. I should shout out that one, of course. I mean, they're all great, of course. But um, yeah, so for this fight, it's uh, it's a tough one to pick just because um, the the samples we have, at least in their recent fights, have been kind of all over the place. I think that. If Mallory Martin fights to her strengths, which typically is obviously ground and pounding out chicks, right, Steve? I mean, we've seen her do that several times. It's kind of the best area for her. Um, yeah. Then she'll be fine. But what we got, 
Uh, oh, she's actually taller than Cheyenne. That's kind of surprising. I would have, I just would have felt like having seen them in their careers. I thought that Mallory was a little bit tinier, but that's kind of surprising to me. Um, where she actually has advantages in both by an inch. So that's uh, all right. Maybe she has a chance then, and it kind of goes to the toughness thing that uh, that uh, Ghost points out. But I think on the feet, Cheyenne's going to have the advantage. She's a better striker. Mallory obviously has proven not to be that uh, strong on the feet. Maybe again has improved having worked with Rose and uh, you know the elevation yeah. team. I mean, how can you not? Right? You got to be faithful there. But um, again, some things translate better than others. So ultimately. I think this fight will come down to if Martin can employ her game plan of getting uh, Cheyenne to the ground and pummeling her um, and needing a finish. I think that if she tries to go for not tries to go for decision, because you know, generally you don't try and do that. But if she can't finish Cheyenne, it'll give Cheyenne much more time to finish her, which I think might be a little bit more possible um, just from their striking uh talents i guess you could say but it's a tough one because i feel like they both have a lot of unpredictabilities still <laughs> um so yeah uh stamina says i'd rather watch cheyenne than hannah goldie or miranda granger but i guess that's not saying a great deal yeah why are you picking on them stamina come on now <laughs> um rain said go Rain says that Ghost said Demopolis rolls in jiu-jitsu with Whaley. We don't know if that will help her. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. To be determined a bit. Um, Stam uh, Scott, excuse me, says prediction and method of victory for this fight. Well, officially, I'm I'm gonna go. Oh, this is so tough, man. This is really <laughs> a toss-up for me. It really but, is um, tough. Who's a better fighter of the two? You know uh, one, you Drake. You know one is UFC ready. The other one isn't, or more ready than the other, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> more ready than the other, right? I'm t I'm taking Cheyenne. Uh, I think. Yeah. I think by. I'm gonna say round three TKO. I think she'll actually finish it because again, this boils back. We're going. We're looping back to earlier in the show talking about killer instincts. I think she has it. Has a better one. Yeah, than... she has. She, I think she's, I think she's hungry. You know, she's, she's got that. She's mean, you know, she's a bitch. That's what you want. Like it's, but I'm saying she that said it like, herself, <laughs> right? but I'm saying, but I'm saying that like a good way, like she's a, she's a fucking mean bitch. Like that's what you want. Like I want, I want to see that from these fighters. I want to see these fighters be just fucking nasty. Cheyenne's kind of nasty, man. <laughs> yeah yeah and i mean so it's we've seen that from mallory too you know when she's screaming at people on the ground and all that but um yeah yeah we haven't yeah, seen yeah. it in a long time though and that was against lesser opponents yeah um scott says i have it for bliss moss as well by decision and it won't be all that competitive all right he thinks it should be pretty easy for her. i mean that's the thing but then right? he it's said he hopes he's wrong by yes. the way <laughs> yeah well yeah i um I, I think it just really comes down to probably the fight iq of mallory because i think if she you know does what we know she can do which is you know 
ground and pound people and get them down, control them there. Um, and having seemingly, at least on the numbers here, we'll have to see what they look like next to each other. But uh, size advantage ever, ever so slightly um, should be able to help her. So if she can do what she does best, she should have a pretty solid chance here. But again, I don't feel too confident in that based off what we've seen in her last couple fights. So, I mean, she should be 0 3. Like, I don't, that's that was pretty I, crazy that she survived against Cyphers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but that just shows like Cyphers isn't, she's not a, a finisher at all. She should have, she should have finished Han Mallory Martin. It, it should have been a wrap, man. But it, yeah. it, it, she didn't, she let Mallory Martin come back. And, Obviously, Mallory Martin finished her. Um, that shouldn't never happened, but Cheyenne will not let that happen at all. She won't. She's a bad bitch, man. <laughs> As Ghost chimes in and says, "Light note: If Mallory's inside leg kicks, or if Mallory inside leg kicks Cheyenne, her blitzes won't work. Attacks on the same rhythm, uh, but she is tougher, which will make." Any technical deficits from Bay's meaningless. Um, yeah, there you go. Uh, Jin says, rooting for Mallory, but this seems like exploit exploitative BS for Cheyenne to win. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't go that far with it. Um, this is, it's, Mallory is a, a decent fighter. I don't think this is, it's not, she's not fighting. Cheyenne's not fighting Hannah Cyphers. Or yeah. like or who did Stamina say? Um oh, Hannah Goldie and Granger. Hannah Goldie. Right. Like Mallory Martin's better than better than that. Yeah, well, we'll see how this one plays out. So we are both team Blissmas on this one. Um, as Rue asks for, can we just re just schedule Kanako versus Vice because he wants to see a murder? My goodness. Um, no, <laughs> let's not do that. <laughs> Kanako has bigger fish to fry, and uh, somebody else I cannot wait to see back, of course. Um, all right, you guys, that's UFC Vegas 44. Boy, oh boy, just two fights this week. And I think safe to say we're probably both more excited for Stamp versus Ritu. Yeah. Um, for sure. So, yeah. Ritu, I mean, love that girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> Scott says, do you think Martin will attempt the bulldog choke? I mean, if it's there, sure. But you can't really predict a bulldog choke, I don't think. <laughs> oh, boy. That would be fun. That would be fun. Could you imagine how pissed off Cheyenne would be if she got bull bulldog choke. Just the like, most. Like she's not a good loser at all. <laughs> to lose by a bulldog choke. Yeah, uh, that would be hilarious. I could imagine. But all right, you guys. Ghost gave us the spoiler last week. Let's get into it right around the hour mark. Great timing, actually. Uh, Fan of Punch Breakdown number 17. It is Ketlin Vieira versus Misha Tate. A little bit of a double whammy, not more in favor of one fighter over the other. I, At least from what I looked at, uh, I guess we will find out 
right now. Steve watched the whole thing. He got the, the pre-scoopty scoop, and we'll get into it. No technical difficulties to be found. <laughs> so here we go. Google Drive for the win. Um, as we go full screen here, and let's see, can I zoom a little bit? Boom, boom. Nope, it's zooming outward when I zoom in. How weird is that? All right. Well, that's okay. All right. Popcorn ready, says Centro. Had a boy. I remember when Centro first saw his first uh, Phantom Punch breakdown. He's like, what should I expect from this? Well, now look at him. Now look at him. <laughs> he's got the popcorn. He's got the popcorn. All right. Vera versus Tate, a study in positional fighting. Every fighter that has been taught by Trevor Whitman understands three fundamental positions in striking on the tracks, on the fence, and squared off. On the tracks, close stance means that your lead foot is lined up with your rear foot and your rear foot is lined up with the opponent's lead foot. On the fence is when your lead foot is lined up with your opponent's lead foot. When your opponent turns, when your opponents turn towards you, you counter them. Uh, you can't counter them as they are stepping to readjust their position. Squared off. This is when you have your lead foot pointed towards your opponent's crotch or midsection, and they are square in relation to your stance. When the opponent is squared off, it becomes easy to strike them off balance. Strike them off balance, yeah. These positions might seem basic, but they give each of the fighters structure when it comes to chaotic nature or striking of striking. Uh, regardless of style, pressure, ring general, uh, or versatility, it gives them a guide to which they can formulate a strategy and create tactics to achieve that strategy. But we also have to consider that Tate only trains with him on a limited basis, so the tactics of reaching those positions are not as refined as Usman, Namajunas, or Gaethje. Vera, on the other hand, was able to exploit Tate's tactical weaknesses despite her lack of knowledge of these positions. Round one. Fight. There we go. Tate attacks on the tracks. Jab to the chest lands while Tate gets her head outside Vera's lead shoulder. Tate exits on the straight line on the tracks, which is dangerous. All Vera has to do is step in and fire a rear hand, which becomes easy since Tate is recovering her balance on the tracks. She capitalizes on this later in the fight. Vera and Tate are both on the fence. Vieira L-steps to regain balance and create new angle, a new angle towards Tate's lead hand, lead hand. Towards Tate's lead hand. Tate attacks on a forward line while on the fence as Vieira is circling towards Tate's lead hand. Vieira steps in with her lead foot and plants her rear foot to load her right hand. Tate is now on the tracks and stuck in the mud since Vieira attacked while Tate was stepping. When you take a step, there is a moment where you need to regather yourself back to stance. Vera timed that step perfectly. Rear hand misses, but the elbow lands. The rear elbow lands. Both fighters are now on the tracks. Vera is in line to land her rear uppercut. 
This is why step-up attacks on the tracks are dangerous. Whaley, Volkanovski, and Kaikara fronts use step-up kicks while the opponent is squared or on the fence. Tate's lead body kick is crowded by Vera's step-in lead hook. Lead hook closes the door and puts Vera back to her stance. Tate is off-balanced. Vera attempts to attack on the fence by planting her rear foot and loading the rear hand. The right hand, excuse me. Tate squares up Vieira by taking a step inside. Now Vieira is the one stuck in the mud because her step is being countered. Tate lands a nice jab while slipping inside it. Both fighters on the tracks. Choo-choo. Now Tate is stuck in the mud while Vieira counters Tate's step. Straight up. Can't move. Jab lands with some stank since Vieira transfers her weight from the rear foot to the lead foot. <laughs> some stank on it. Tate gets off the tracks and squares Vieira by pushing off her rear foot and stepping towards the midsection of Vieira. Jab to the chest lands. Tate takes a sharp step towards the lead hand to put Vera on the fence. Tate squares up Vera by going from the fence and stepping inside and lands a jab to the neck. Vera, Vera takes a step back to get back on the tracks and does a nice job parrying the rear straight. Vera takes an L step to create a new angle and regain balance. Ring awareness. The best time to attack on the tracks is when the opponent's back is near the cage. Tate now only has two ways of escape. It's hard to move laterally in a staggered stance. This time, Vera squares up Tate to land her jab. That jab is working, man. Mm -hmm. Tate level changes to force a reaction. Vera tries to sidestep to Tate's fence. Long rant. <laughs> Front kicks take no talent to throw since they don't require the flexibility of a high kick or the balance required for a low kick. Yet with the women, it's not thrown with frequency. There are only three fighters who can catch kicks effectively and punish them. One is a current champion. The other is a former champion. The last is an undersized straw weight. More women need to throw more front kicks. All right, Ghost laying it down. <laughs> this is the setup that Rose used to lance Joanna with lead jabs. It's a throwaway rear straight that brings the rear foot forward to allow her to close distance quickly for a lead jab. Counter hook lands beautifully, but here, Vier but hey, Vieira and Whaley were gun shy and had a bad understanding of distance, quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> Getting sassy he is now. <laughs> Round two. Fight! Mm -hmm. Both fighters on the tracks. Tate is overextended due to Vieira parrying her arm down. Tate tries to exit by flanking the lead shoulder line with her rear foot. However, she squares up 
or squares herself up for Vieira. Vieira squares Tate up after the exchange. Hard jab lands as Tate steps in while squared off. Both fighters take a linear retreat, which is way too common in MMA. We saw the exact same exchange we saw earlier. Tate attacks on the tracks and Vera countering beautifully while Tate overextends. Tate shuffle steps from the tracks to a new position. Tate is Vieira squared. Jab lands. Tate would have more would have had more success in this fight if she kept looking to square Vieira uh, instead of attacking down the tracks. Tate has Vieira squared off. Rear foot steps up. Lead front kick lands, stopping Vera's advance. That was nice. Mm. It was needed. Vera lands her jab while Tate moves in on the tracks. Big instep allows Tate to close the distance while Vera is leading, leaning back. Since Vieira leans back, Tate is able to land her rear straight. Leaning back is not the best defense when on the tracks like this. On a hair trigger, Vieira fires back by pushing off her rear leg to fire a rear straight. But Vieira was gun shy, quote unquote, and doesn't understand distance, quote unquote. <laughs> I appreciate the sass here. Vieira fires her rear hand while Tate is trying to L-step. Ooh, big rear hand lands while Tate is trying to regain her balance. Vera was just touching Tate. Yeah, man. Tate leaves her stance to step over to get off the tracks. Step through by Vera exposes the back leg, uh, the back of Tate's leg. Not the best-looking low kick in terms of mechanics, no pivot or hip turnover, but very effective in kicking the back of the knee, which is what matters. This is one of the problems with being on the fence. The back of your knee is susceptible. Spun around. On the tracks, this is the second application of the low kick within a context on the tracks that Vera does nicely. Pumps jab to force a reaction. Vera slips inside to the low kick. However, the kick is not the best since Vera doesn't slip deep enough. Lovely left hook to close the door, but people keep saying that Vera was gun shy. That is true. <laughs> that is. Even the commentary said this. <laughs> On the tracks. The good thing about throwing front kicks on the tracks from the close side of that is. Uh, is that it is hard for the opponent to read if it's, um, whoops. 
trying to go back here. Uh, if it's going to the face, which we can see it did. <laughs> Tate hits a beautiful front kick to the face, but hits the nose and not under the chin. It's a little tickle. While Vera ate a front kick to the face, she does apply the correct defense late by underhooking the leg. Vera throws a rear straight as a counter while Tate returns around, or while Tate turns around to expose the back of her head to defend it. Not the smartest thing to do. Tate would have had more success on the tracks if she brought up her rear leg. Uh, brought a rear leg up like in this exchange, bringing the rear leg up allows her to close distance unexpectedly since it presents a false distance. Good jab there. Coming in hot. Round three. Fight. There we go. Round three to five have all similar. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Too quick. Uh, have all. All have similar exchanges from round one and two, so only the instructive moments will be highlighted for the rest of the fight. Fair enough. Tate has a long stance on the tracks. Side note, Tate is the one being punched in the face. We are not talking about what Ghost would do if he were in there with Vieira. That's for his fantasy fiction book. But we are talking about what a very good fighter should be doing against her. Tate should have used this rear foot step up to close the distance more during this fight. She would have found more success if she hit this, hit this step up behind the double jab since Vieira retreats on a straight line instead of charging with one twos like she does here. Fantasy fiction shout-outs. How about that? <laughs> Got it all. Kicking the trailing leg of an opponent is always a good thing. Doing a step inside low kick while the opponent circles away is even cooler. Bam. Bam, ba-bam. While Tate tries to position her body low so she can kick high, her eyes make her eyes makes the that was the attack obvious. My eyes couldn't read. Vera <laughs> counters jabs on Tate's step up. Vera ends her combination while with a rear straight while Tate is off balanced. Sticking out the lead hand to force Tate's, Tate to jab, and uh, Vieira's cross counter was money throughout the fight. Tate level changes with the rear leg. Step up. This is another great way to hide the step up, but not done nearly enough by Tate. This time, Vieira sees the step up and intercepts the step with a jab. All right, little pause here. <laughs> More counter punching from Vieira when both fighters are on the track. Round four. Fight. Tate would have been a lot more successful if she fought the entire fight the way she starts the first 30 seconds of round four. 
oh, bummer to hear it. <laughs> Unfortunately, it is very rare for fighters to make adjustments and stay disciplined with the fight, uh, with that pace for an entire fight. This sequence shows the effectiveness of Tate bringing her rear foot up to close the distance and change the dynamics of her lead hand. Wangin. Yeah, that was definitely a solid start there for Misha. Um, more lovely counter rear hands by Vieira when Tate attacks on the tracks. Gave her a little Stockton slappy there. Jab by Tate draws out the cross counter by Aviera. Tate level changes once Vieira's hips square up for the cross counter using convincing boxing exchanges, understanding how Vieira likes to counter, and entering with level changes would have been a great strategy for Tate. Vera, as seen in rounds one through three, ends the exchange with a rear hand counter. Just sneaks it on in there. Everyone in MMA needs to throw more front kicks. <laughs> Squaring up the opponent and throwing the body jab also needs to be thrown more in MMA. It's Yori's last week. Round five. Fight. Lovely counter. One, two down the tracks by Vera. Mm. Yeah. She had that all day. Oh, yeah. Tate threw one front kick in each round and was very successful with it the few times she threw it. In future fights, she can build a strategy around building a foundation with the front kick. Yeah, she used it nicely. While not set up with deception, Vera did a great job firing her jab while both fighters are on the tracks. Her jab was so precise. Yeah, look at that. Just touching. Yeah. Touch and go. Touch and go. Yeah. Oh. It was fucking working, man. That whole fight. Yeah, and then we get the counter uppercut right here. Landing like in the early rounds, but this one lands quite clean. Vera slips to the inside to set up her counter hook. Fighters that slip to the inside consistently and Shane Bur are Shane... Our chain Burgos and Vicente Luque slipping inside is very dangerous, which makes these fighters fun to watch. Great job by Vera closing the door with her lead hook counter. Breaking the posture with a collar tie and punching off the clinch break is something every MMA fighter needs to do more. 
Y'all could learn. <laughs> Countering the step with the jab, as we saw earlier in the fight. Tate does an outside slip to get on the fence in order to land a body jab. Quite possibly the coolest moment of the fight. Disappointing it only happened once. Hooking off the body jab. This is a combination. This combination is as rare as rooster teeth, since the person throwing it has the shift, has to shift the weight to the back foot twice while advancing. More counter jabs land by Vera while Tate attacks on the tracks. Another counter jab by Vera. Ooh, All right. Money. Money. Vieira did a great job managing distance and firing counters on a hair trigger. Although Vieira normally has a pressure fighting style against Tate, she fought with patience and timing. Why is it the case when a pressure fighter decides to change their strategy with a measured approach, they are often labeled as gun-shy or doesn't understand how to manage the distance? Since when is it ever smart? When is, when is it ever a smart idea to run in the face? Uh, in face first to pressure... Uh, an opponent. If someone can generate KO power, wouldn't it be smart to use creative entries or counters instead of brawling, quote-unquote, like some of the quote-unquote intellectuals of the Twitter mailbag seem to want? He's calling out specifically the mailbag, Steve. My goodness. My I told you guys this was a good one. Juicy. <laughs> juicy, juicy. All right. Well, what do we think about that, Steve? I mean, it was literally the amount of time as the whole fight. He basically showed the fight. Roughly. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I mean, for his first question, uh, essentially saying, you know, why are fighters labeled gun shy in these kind of cases? I or not understanding. I think it's, I think it's the commentary. Because I went back, I went back and watched the this fight again with the commentary on because I want to know what you guys were even talking about because I, I don't watch commentary on at all ever anymore. Um, and man, they were very bad. They were very, very bad, like horrible, bad, like fucking not UFC caliber of commentary, bad, <laughs> but worse. And, <laughs> and I think, and I think that, since it's you know Daniel Cormier, a champion, he's he's saying he's saying his words, and it's going into people's brains, and they're thinking since it's Daniel Cormier saying it, it's got to be true, and that ain't fucking true at all. I don't care who it is; it could be God Himself fucking saying saying that Vieira wasn't using her jab right. God Himself would be wrong. Because Vera was using the jab, right? Yeah, yeah, she was. <laughs> yeah, and it was fucking clean, and it it hurt Tate through the whole fight. Look at Tate's face after that fight; she was mangled up. That was basically because of the jab, man. Yeah, it was the commentary. The commentary is atrocious, so bad. Yeah, that one was. Like, uh, I can't, I can't deal. Much. Like I can't deal with it. Like I. I can't. This is why I turn I turn commentary off because it 
just ruins fights, man. Like you take your you take your eyes off of what is actually happening, and then you get you take in what the people on commentary are saying, and you're like, oh yeah, they know they know what they're talking about, right? Like you should you should be able to trust them, right? Yeah, I should. Yeah. <laughs> no, you fucking shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I think you summed that up very nicely. I was essentially going to say uh, that they say that because they don't know what they're talking about. But I mean, that kind of goes hand in hand. Um, I don't know. I mean, ultimately, I think it's also got to just be general ignorance towards the fighters specifically. Like, yeah, I sure. promise you for some unknown reason, like a lot of people probably have seen Catelyn Bear for the very first time in that fight, unfortunately. And I noticed even before the fight, there were a lot of people who very clearly did not know who Misha Tate was. I was like, geez, it's all these casuals she, out here. <laughs> literally a champion. She was on the tough, one of the most watched tough shows with Ronda Rousey, of course. I mean, Ronda helped that a lot obviously, because that was at her, like her peak. But Misha was there. She did her job in that in that show as well. Um, how the fuck does anybody who calls themselves a fan of MMA not know who Misha Tate is? I understand, Catelyn. I understand that. Fine. But not knowing who Misha Tate is? But it, you, you just started watching like a year ago? Probably, right? And those are the people who you should not be fucking talking to on twitter or instagram or facebook or youtube because they're a bunch of idiots mic drop there you go <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah um well said sir um i think then as for this second part ghost you know you answered that yourself <laughs> you pretty much answered your own question so yeah and i love i just love all the interaction that this segment brings because i have not checked the comments since we started because I was, you know, a lot of people were saying, you know, it was a boring. I'm a, about to read them, Steve. It wasn't a good fight. They were saying it wasn't a good fight. No, before they oh, were right, saying right. it wasn't a good fight and it was boring, or whatever. It really wasn't boring at all. Like it was actually really, it was a really high level good fight. Great fight. Five rounds. Five rounds of, of greatness. Yeah was quite good um but yeah i was saying uh, i love the interaction this segment brings because there are 68 unread <laughs> comments that i have yet to see so let's go through them because we do that every week anyway always very fun to see the reactions of the people here and uh if alvin showed up because uh he did of oh, wonderful just wonderful so let's see where are we um okay i think i got it bum 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 Oh, I went a little bit too far, maybe. Um, hold on. Killing time. Oh, popcorn is ready for Centro. Right, there we go. Uh, Jimmy says, I did not enjoy this fight, but if anyone can change my mind, it's Ghost. Can't wait to see how it <laughs> evolves here. Um, Rain says he hated this fight. My goodness. Uh, Stamina says, wow, okay, I'd expect Hughes. To okay, they're talking about the other fight. Uh, he says, but Ghost is so cool, I'll give it a try. Um is that Justin Gaethje in the pictures in the beginning? Yes, James, it's uh, him and Whitman. Uh, Jimmy says, this is so cool. Positions and striking. Uh, Jen says, man, ghost with the diagrams always. Rue says, what a start. Such a cool concept on the track, squared off and on the fence. Rain says, WMA today plus ghost phantom. 
know it's because saying better than there's a few people. women there don't read them all okay <laughs> I, I really do appreciate what rain was doing but yes yeah no fair enough caught me there um james says who knew that this fight was so technical well the ones who watched it <laughs> uh rain says yeah but those oh he's yeah still talking about that uh Centro points out the stank. Yes, I enjoyed the stank as well. Uh, Rue says defense tracks and squared is the theme today. Yes, it is. Um, there he is. Alvin! <laughs> Good evening, gentlemen. Wow, just came in time for the Mr. Phantoms breakdown. Yes, there you go. Um, Rue says, geez, I wonder who those three women are that can catch kicks. <laughs> Jimmy says, ghost calling out Yusuf. <laughs> yeah. Centro says, ha didn't someone from the mailbag say that Vera was gun shy? Uh, probably. I don't remember that specifically, but yes, I'm sure that's exactly what it was referencing. Calling out Yusuf. Um, oh, was that Yusuf? Okay, see, I'm all over the place these days. James says, squaring people up. That's a neat trick. Uh, Jin says no inside low kick this week. There was one right there. Was one. He was a little. That was probably before. Yes, plenty of front kicks. Jamie says, "Oh man, Vera has good distance control to be able to force Tate to overextend." Uh, James says, "Throw more front kicks, people." Uh, damn. So squaring off is a positional technique that can help anyone. Yep. Jin says, "I thought the fight was boring, but when you look at this breakdown, I miss so much stuff." Fucking commentary, man. Uh, Rue says, spicy talk by ghost, but who is he referring to? <laughs> Four question marks. Uh, Stamina says, saucer of milk needed after all these catty video captions. <laughs> Alvin says, I love the display of heart and skills uh, by these two, but this makes me appreciate both fighters even more. You have me on my seat right now, Mr. Phantom. Oh, getting getting Alvin fired up. Uh, Jin, Jin says... <laughs> Ghost isn't making fun of either fighter. Who is he referring to when he says gunshire managing distance? James is laughing. Fantasy fiction book. Got them all cackling. Uh, <laughs> the unmitigated sass. I'm so here for it, says Stamina. Indeed. Uh, Jin says Ghost with his fantasies about Ketlin. <laughs> Rue says so spicy today. Rain says, oh, my God, he has fantasies about here. <laughs> Citro, maybe Tate should have listened to Ghost. Uh, Citro says, I saw JHK say that Tate had not improved. This is clearly wrong, man. How does Ghost do this every time? <laughs> uh, Jimmy says, Misha looked good for those first 30 seconds. Yeah, I mean, that was a great start in the fifth round, the fourth round, whichever one it was. Um, James says, so disappointing that Tate couldn't maintain that pace. Easier said than done, right, as, as Ghost pointed out. Um, Jen says, holy crap, this is going every single round. I told you it was a doozy today. You did the whole fight. Uh, yeah. Rain says, off nice, uh, front, oh, nice front kick there by Tate. Is the front kick the new inside low kick, says Rue. Uh, James says, front kick is the new inside low kick, guys. Yes, he's repeated him. Uh, Rain says, lovely jab and counter uppercut. New appreciation for Vera. That's great to see. Citra says, ghost just solved the boring fighter. Everyone just slipped the inside. <laughs> Uh, Rue says countering to the step is brilliant. Uh, James says, holy shit, Ghost is obsessed with hooking off the jab and Tate just hooked off the body jab. <laughs> Skip that one, but that's a good one. Uh, James says, Ghost calling out Yusuf. Centro says, I think we just found the Phantom Punch breakdown of the year. I mean, in length, it's definitely the largest you guys. lot that's in there. Good one. Uh, Alvin says, what a genius breakdown. I mean, Alvin, still of approval, obviously. Uh, Stamina says the indirects 
within the commentary where the most powerful strikes landed 50 45 ghosts on all scorecards <laughs> and he says ghost says called out yusuf for this one and the commentary was horrendous yes it was uh stamina says appeal to the authority is an all too common logical fallacy Jin says, what a wonderful breakdown. Completely changed my mind about this fight. Thank you, Ghost. That's what I love to hear, Jin. Thank you, Ghost, indeed. He yeah. is a miracle worker. Jimmy says, Ghost has dropped some massive truth bombs. <laughs> He's opening eyes over here, this guy. I love it. Uh, Stamina says, one day we'll be able to kill the fight commentary and just hear the cage mics. It'd be nice. I know. that That's a dream. That's that's one thing that, I mean, I I love the Ryzen commentary. I think Joe Ferraro is great, uh, you know, and... Pretty yeah. much anyone he goes with, he's got Damian Brown right now. But if you notice, they when they re-upload them on YouTube, they don't have commentary Very at all. It's kind of cool, especially when you go from like watching live and maybe want to revisit. And you're like, oh, you just, it's a little, it's a different atmospheric feeling. So uh, every every promotion should at least have an option, whether it's live or afterward, like Ryzen does. Because uh, I would like be that. nice. Yeah, maybe uh, it would maybe it would just people would be able to watch fights. For themselves you know and not have to not have to get a biased opinion because that's what basically it it is it's just an opinion from from somebody i mean sure they fought or whatever but that doesn't mean that they're that they're right obviously <laughs> yeah um, and we're seeing a lot more of that yeah Scott asking here, uh, which commentators do you like to have on the broadcast? So who are your favorites, Steve? Worsenko's so good, man. As she really nice is. There. She's done She's done really, really good. Um, I really do like Michael Bisbing. Uh, he's, he's kind of hit and miss, though. Like, when he's with DC, he's not good. But when he's with Anik, when it's just Anik and when it's just Anik and um, and Bisbing, they're really good. They work really well together. Senko, if it was Anik, Bisbing, and Senko together, I think it would. I think that's the the dream trio for the UFC. To be honest, they really do need to give Senko some more time, though. They really do. Yeah, not too bad there at all. Um, assuming you're speaking UFC specifically here, Scott, since I did mention the Rising team, and shout out to Joe Ferraro, of course. Yeah. I mean, um, there's, I mean, if you, Bellator can just fucking do what, like, just get rid of everything, <laughs> and I would be fine with it. But, like, there's, for the UFC, which is obviously the most watched MMA. Most ever, rotating groups, too. That's true. Yeah. I actually did like Dan Hardy on there. I was going to say Hardy and Gooden were pretty solid. Hardy, I like them with Felder, too. Like, you throw him in. I mean, I'm yeah. fine with just the two of them. I think they should. I mean, Hardy and Gooden were really good know. together. I don't, we're not going to see them again. Well, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, of course, for me, I think, um, I really like, uh, I, Dominic, of course. And I know I'm going to get flagged for that. Dominic's my guy. I love Dominic. Um, yeah, him and DC are like the same person. No, no. Yeah, I, they're both assholes, dude. Like, they're both <laughs> have these, like, opinions and don't fucking put bisbing and and cruise together oh my god <laughs> why like why did they do that yeah and they're like, they're kind of similar to uh joe and dc like having a little bit too much fun um whatever you want to call it but uh, i think uh i do like paul too i think paul felder's pretty good so if i was to have like a trio maybe 
maybe Anik, Dominic, and Felder. I can take I can take most people with Dominic and uh, Anik, but um, yeah, I don't know. I I do enjoy for like a, from an entertainment standpoint. Joe Rogan with Dominic and Anik just because Dominic always is, tells him like straight up if something's wrong. <laughs> like I, I love that. And that's, it's needed for Joe. Definitely. Yeah, so that's true. But we haven't seen Dominic in, in there for a while. Yeah. It's been, it's a, been a long bit. time. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's, he's in fight camp right now. So yeah. That's, that's why. Yeah. But um, Jimmy says applause for ghost. Rue says ghost. I for detail is something else. It sure is. Um, Rain says Ghost was able to change my mind. Hell yeah. Um, he appreciates the compliments. Stamina stands up and applauds. Uh, Rue with some more applause. Rain says he's waving the flags for Ghost now. Gotta, gotta stitch together the Kana one with the Ghost one, of course. Um, Citra says that was so much to soak in. Gotta watch this segment again. Oh, you know it. Uh, James says, just remember when Annex said some BS about custody battles, he's not very good. Well, those insertions are definitely weird and not great but i don't know if i'd say that you know makes him awful um it's weird it just yeah, makes it weird off. like like why <laughs> why yeah those those were head scratchers and who knows if he was fed that line to you know throw in for whatever espn reasons no, no. i never know but uh annex was never like that before no. so no. you know it's coming from somewhere yeah. Rue says Gooden was great. He's a pro. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Stamina says Bisping is awesome for technique and insight for opinion and understanding of rules, much less so. He's the one most likely to go off topic, which either could be hilarious or distracting. Yep. Very yep. true. Um, James says Gooden, Sanko, and Hardy. If he was still there, uh, okay, throw Laura in with those two would be very interesting. I don't think they're uh, Gooden and Hardy were, were really Just good fine. together. Just yeah. those two together. Senko obviously would do fine with them, but I think that Gooden and Hardy were were very good together. It's gonna be interesting what they're gonna do once things start opening up and they go they go into Europe again. Who's gonna be on? Is it gonna be Bisbing and Gooden? Well, I think Gooden yeah. lives over there, I think so. Yeah. Is it going to be Bisbing though? You know, I mean, he's British, but he lives in LA. So yeah, I don't know. he's Americanized, yeah. <laughs> fully Americanized. Oh, yeah, 100% now. But I mean, he's still British, of course. Like, who are they? Are they going to throw Darren Till in there with him? Oh, my God. Can you imagine that train wreck? <laughs> no, that, yeah, that would be fucking amazing. Oh, boy. Yeah, Centro says, Ro joking is better commentary. Jen says, honestly, no commentary is best. Uh, Rue says, Go should just do Fight Companion. <laughs> uh, James says, Yeah, why is he doing that? Um, oh, yes, Jimmy points out. Remember when Joe Rogan said Jan was eating Stylebender's faints? Oh, good times. Good times. And my, oh, my. Thank you for spending it with us, you guys. I That was a whole lot, whole lot of interaction. Love to see the enthusiasm every single week. Love to see the great analysis that ghost banner provides us ever so kindly and i'm glad that i could get that to work because it wasn't looking great there at the beginning of the show um so yeah good shit there as we reach the end right around the one hour 30 mark once again 
Um, same as last week, and surely we'll go longer next time with more to talk about, hopefully. I mean, what, UFC 269 is next week, right? I, I'm going to be on the road again. Had a little break here, getting back to Vegas, so that'll be fun. But in the end, we have reached the end. <laughs> so don't forget, you guys, follow us, like, share, and subscribe at Drake Riggs underscore, at Steve K MMA, at The Scrap News. You know, you already know. Follow, like, share, subscribe. Audio versions on Anchor and Spotify now. Just search WMA Today and Google Podcasts or whatever. I, I just know the two main ones. I know they're, I tried to get them on other stuff and kind of gave up, but because, I mean, you know, Spotify's big, Anchor's there, you know, whatever. You know where it is. And you're here live anyway for the most part. So I appreciate so. all you guys. Steve, anything this week? <laughs> <laughs> Not this week, but there's Ooh. gonna be MMA Inc. coming. Hell yeah. Yeah. Awesome news. As for me, oh yeah. As for me, uh as Scott mentioned, did speak to John Lineker this past week. Uh that is out now. You can check it out on bjpen.com. Talk to him ahead of the Bibiano Fernandez fight, which was supposed to be this this week, I think, actually, but of course, event has been pushed back. Um, so he will have to wait for his title fight, but hopefully sometime soon in January-ish. Also spoke to Erin Blanchfield, finally caught up with Cold-Blooded. Very fun getting to chat with her. She will be fighting next week at UFC 269 against Miranda Maverick. So we'll be there for that. Uh, good stuff. MiamiNews.com for that one. Great getting to talk with her about plenty of things. And then well, who was the other person? Uh, Kyoji Horiguchi, of course, the rising champ looking to get back oh, his Bantamweight title. There, yeah, there is Bellator this week as well, you guys. We didn't talk about it because no ladies, but he's fighting Sergio Pettis on oh, Friday. That's a good fight. Going to be probably the one I'm most excited for this week, honestly. I mean, great UFC main event too, but I love Horiguchi. He is and phenomenal. Sergio Pettis is Sergio's also very good. Really good. Yes. So champ versus champ battle. Champ looking to get back the belt he never lost gonna be awesome so yeah check out the chat with kyoji he's a very funny guy and he's learned steve he barely needed his uh interpreter awesome. he was pretty much just speaking english so uh still Amazing. you know a little a little rough but he he pretty much did very well there for the full 20 minutes or so that we talked so always a good time with kyoji very fun funny guy check that one out and uh yeah then we'll probably gonna try to get working on broad horizon episode 12 maybe this week and uh got some other things in the works of course and as i said we'll be in vegas next week for uh ufc 269 on the ground for scmp so again as always if you guys ever have any questions for any of the fighters let me know and i'll do my best to ask them throughout the week whether it's media day or the post fight interviews we'll have it all there gonna be a good time so think that is about it jimmy says that was a fantastic show glad you thought so man especially for the condensed nature that it had being smaller than usual same as last week scott says great show as well fellas thank well you, done scott. thank you scott is the man uh good luck with the search on the walkout song <laughs> um yeah. oh and ghost also reminds us riddell versus fazeev is this week too crazy there's some good fights indeed um and stamina says stealing sterling work from all involved uh until the next installment scrap packers indeed so steve let's send it on home let's get out of here i'm i'm pretty hungry i'm glad we didn't go that long i'm starving right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah until next time um we appreciate you guys whoever comes in in the chat we appreciate you guys on a weekly basis we love you um without you guys there's just drake and i talking to 
the abyss. Um, and if you're not in the chat and you're watching, we thank you. We just don't know who you are. Can't really say a name and we can't get you on screen. But if you want to come in on chats, Mondays, 6.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9.30 Eastern Standard Time, we would love to have you. And the chat will have you as well. Um, until next week, guys, enjoy the fights. They're going to be fucking amazing. Peace.